Good morning and welcome to the Wealth Standard Radio here at Paradigm Life. We're excited to be here. I'm Justin Martin and in the studio we've got Jenny Steed with us. Good morning, Jenny. Good morning, Justin. Thank you for having me. This hey. is fantastic. Excited to have you here. You know, it's beautiful sunny weather today here in Salt Lake City. After sure is. rain from the last month, it's good to have some sunshine and we're grateful for the rain, but, you know, have some sunshine. It's good. Well, excellent. Before we really jump into our topics today, I'm really excited about this. Um, I just want to make mention of a couple quick things here. First of all, for those of you that were able to attend our, our Cash Flow Wealth Summit a couple weeks ago, those videos and those recordings are on demand right now. So if you need to go back and rewatch any of them, or if you missed them, or if you missed the summit altogether, jump on to www.cashflowwealthsummit.com. That's cashflowwealthsummit.com. And right there on the front page, the front landing page there, it'll give you the information of how you can access those free on-demand videos. But, but want to make mention, those are only going to be available for about 18 more days. So make sure you jump on before, um, before those, those videos come down. Uh, a lot of incredible, incredible speakers there. Just, just to make a uh, mention of a couple of them, you know, our keynote speakers, we had Kim Kiyosaki with Rich Dad Poor Dad Advisors, wife of, of Robert Kiyosaki. Phenomenal um, instruction that she gave us. Also, one of the other nights, our keynote speaker was Ken McElroy. You know, incredible real estate investor, business owner, um, and a mentor of, of a lot of the agents here at, at Paradigm Live. So we're grateful they were on. There's, there was a whole array of different topics that, that were spoken of also. We had, you know, uh, for those that were interested in starting podcasting, there were a couple of guys on there. Uh-huh. Online marketing, digital marketing, uh, estate planning, tax planning. Uh, Patrick Donahoe from our office talked about you know, banking on yourself and the infinite banking concept and how to create cash flow. Um, Jenny, did were you able to jump on any of those? or? or I haven't yet. Them? I haven't yet. Just a few glimpses into a couple of them, but I haven't made it through all of them yet uh, uh, due to the fact that we were we were also educating ourselves at a, at a different function, so it was fun. Yeah, and you know, that's perfect transition. Let's talk about that a little bit. So Jenny and I, two weeks ago, and that's one of the reasons why we're doing the the radio show today here is two weeks ago we were down in Houston um, right before the big rainstorms hit and and our prayers still go out to, to all the folks down there and our clients down there that that are battling the floodwaters that came up um, but we were there just before the big rainstorms hit at a at a seminar called Truth Concepts or Truth Training um, and we, we learned a lot there um, we're, we're excited to, to, to talk about a couple of, of those topics. But before we jump into it, I, I, want, I, I know, Jenny, you've been on here a couple times. Right. But I do want to take a few minutes because your background and your history and how you came into being an agent and what we do here at Paradigm Life is so unique and so interesting. Um, and I want, I want to get a little bit of your background, but just as a preface to that, um, as we've been preparing for this podcast yesterday and today and talking through different things, this morning when I woke up at 5 a.m., my mind was just already turning. Yeah. Different things I wanted to talk about, different topics, and I started texting you and started emailing you. Finally, around the 6 o'clock hour, my wife hit me and she said, hey, people want to sleep. Calm down. <laughs> sleep. I was but, at the gym. <laughs> I know. I thought to myself, this is Jenny. Jenny is a spitfire. There's no way at 6 a.m. she is sleeping right nope. now. <laughs> 
So, uh, and, and you're always, you're always up and going and, and, you know, we, we share a wall here at Paradigm Life. Our offices touch, touch each other. So it's, it's good to interact with you and work with you, but right. give us, give me a little bit of an introduction, how you came here and, and, you know, your likes and of what you, you know, here's an agent. Yeah. What brought me here the uh, the, the initial thing that brought me here was, again, a lot of what we learned about in our most recent training was learning many of the truths that are hidden from most uh, financial vehicles. They're just kind of not touched on enough, not educated enough. And that comes down to accountability on my side of not having a full, complete understanding of what I had going on, or at least what I thought I perceived that I had going on. Um, and so when I came on here as a, as a client of Paradigm Life, uh, my eyes were really opened up to a lot of different ways to look at money and how it works right. and how it can serve me um, just from a different light. So you started as a client to hear that? I sure did. How long, how long ago was that? Oh, that was in about, uh, I believe, 2009. Okay, so it's, it's been a few years now. Yeah, uh-huh. Okay. Yep. And so previous to coming on here, you know, I had uh, read the book uh, by Nelson Nash and, and started to understand some of the concepts in there, but still there, there was something missing. And so, you know, my agent, John Stewart, started to educate me on, on different ways to look at money and different ways in which I could make my money work for me instead of me working so hard for my money. Um, so just a, a different perspective. And so that's how I came on here. And um, the more I utilized my policy and uh, began to make the shift in my financial strategy, I realized how many people don't know the truths that uh, we should know. And, you know, if you don't know, you don't know. And that is what it is. But some of the truths that we really deserve to know, um, I decided that I wanted to share uh, with with anybody and everybody that I possibly could, you know, talk everybody's ear off every here and there. But um, that was my driving factor is, you know, I was in mortgages at the time. Mm -hmm. um, and as many of you know, and have experienced the, the crash in the mortgages at, around that time, um, I was still doing just fine as far as that's concerned. But I began to realize many of the uh, things that were being hidden in the mortgage industry from people and even some of the the lenders, you know, were, were not lending what I would say uh, ethically. And so there was a lot of hiccups coming up there for me where I started to realize maybe maybe this wasn't somewhere I wanted to be. And a lot of the times when I would actually tell the truth about what was going on to my clients, um, it, that wasn't seen as such a good thing in the mortgage industry. Right. And I, I love that you're mentioning here, you know, you had that shift in your financial strategy. I think this is something that's very common with a lot of our clients that come in here. It's not that people don't have a financial strategy. Right. Is that that financial strategy, that system that they put into place, isn't working for them, isn't the right system for them, or they don't understand the system that's actually been presented to them. Right. And it kind of sounds like that, that was your case here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and kind of what it came down to, 
is what I was attempting to do was I had my financial system bucket or whatever I want to call it. And I was just filling it with as many tools as my friends would say, hey, I'm doing this here. You got to have this. You got to do this. And, right. and, and this has worked. But I was more focused on the different products. And, and that's, that's kind of where the biggest hang up was, as I was trying to make the products fit my system. And, and it was kind of backwards in, in the way that I was uh, attempting to make all that work. And so the more that I did that, the more I would just add more financial products and more and more and more. And, you know, they might be all neat and sparkly and, and have all these cool features. But at the end of the day, if, they, if I didn't know how to use it and I didn't have a clear picture on how it was going to serve me, all it was doing was consuming space in my financial system and in my bucket. Yep, exactly. You know, there's there's so many different products out there and a lot of them are great and some of them not so good. But even if it is the best product out there, if it doesn't fit into your system, then is it worth having? Yeah, you got it. And and if you don't know how to use it. Yeah. Or you think you know how, but really it's just kind of like fumbling along and maybe there's many features and benefits you might not know about um, that could be utilized that just are being left unused. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yesterday in one of our team meetings that we had here, um, I don't know if you remember Eric, Eric Patterson, one of the agents here, great, great kid, um, does a lot of good. But he was talking a little bit about this, this product versus strategy comment that we're talking about here. And I love the analogy that he gave. And he uses this with his clients of, you know, it, when you go and watch a great golfer, let's, let's take Tiger Woods, for example. And if I were to say to you, okay, Jenny, you are now going to become the master golfer, but you have to choose one of two things that you can have. Either you can have Tiger Woods golf clubs or the skills that Tiger Woods have, has. Which one would you take? You want my answer now, or do you want what my answer would have been uh, six years ago? What is it now? Eight years ago. Now it's absolutely Tiger Woods skills. Right. Tiger Woods, I mean, we could hand Tiger Woods a, a pair of golf clubs from the Goodwill store, and he is still going to out-golf any of us. Right. Right? Those skills that he has learned... And the system that he has learned in order to be a pro golfer is worth a lot more than the actual stick that he is swinging. Absolutely. Right? And Absolutely. I think that's kind of what we're referring to here with, you know, the product is a good thing, but I think the system, the system outweighs it. Absolutely. Absolutely. The system really has to be the primary focus and then uh, adding tools to uh, make that system work yeah. the most efficiently. Yeah. So, so this, this seminar that we were down um, at this last uh, couple weeks ago down in Houston called Truth Concepts or Truth Training, it was put on by um, Kim Butler and Todd Langford. Langford. Thank you. <laughs> Mind laughs right there. Uh, Todd's been in the industry and has been, and has been working with finances and has also been on the leading edge of technology for the last three decades. I think since he was in his undergrad back in the early 1980s. I mean, he is just a smart, smart man, but he has a lot of street smarts too. Right. He understands what's going on out there. It's not just, yeah, I can do math and I know the equations that go along with it. He, he understands people. He understands what's going on. And 
he has he has created uh, this program that helps that helps both just the person and also a financial advisor really understand finances or financial planning or or the roadmap that we're trying to create as we're working towards re- towards retirement. But not only just understand it, he pulls back the curtain on everything. Yeah. And says, let's really look at what's happening so you can be educated and, and make a clear decision of, is this right for me or is it not? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Kind of kind of tell me what your impressions were with, with the seminar, your takeaways. Uh, for me, some of, the, some of the biggest takeaways was, first of all, the group. Okay. Yeah. So, so there's such... Uh, massive and, and powerful uh, energy in that many people and that many minds, all those different perspectives driven by somebody also that smart and powerful and, and the street smarts, as you mentioned, you combine all that together. And there was times in which it was kind of a little bit overwhelming, but also, uh, you know, I found myself just wanting to just take everything in as fast as I possibly could, because there's so many different perspectives and feeding off of all of the the minds there. That was one of my my biggest takes there was just having so many minds working together and uh, getting those different perspectives. For me, that's really where it comes down to me being able to apply that. So if I can see the different ways that people are seeing stuff, then it can give me a broader view of maybe how some of my clients might see things and, and then be able to uh, apply that into their system because, you know, I'm a, I'm a single person and my view is what my view is. And if I don't see a different perspective and, and many different perspectives, then, you know, that kind of I'm limited to a degree. So to be able to have that and see the different perspectives along with the truths that that maybe a lot of people don't understand, um, combine that all together. And that's really where there is some great potential and some massive uh, power there. Yeah, and it really was great being there. You know, there were it was a, it was a small conference room and there were about 20 of us that were there and i love that you're you're talking about kind of this mastermind group that we were able to create and we're just going for 3 days from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. and it's one of those it's one of those type of seminars or conferences where you get done at 6 p.m. and yeah. you're done yeah. you go home you lay down or you go back to your hotel hotel you lay down yeah and you sleep for 9 hours wake up and do it all over again. Um, but it, it was incredible. And, and I agree, there were a lot of great minds there and a lot of great concepts that we were just to, to we were discussing. And and I love that that you're talking about these different perspectives because you know there's two or I guess we could say there's three sides to every coin. Right. And so it's good to be able to understand the different perspectives around everything, especially when we're talking finances, because there are a lot of conflicting ideas with finances. Mm-hmm. Yep, and and it's and it's my tool is going to fix your problem, and that that's not always the case. Uh, lots of times, it's uh, customizing right. to to everybody, and and that's where really where it comes down to uh, the product versus the system. Right. Okay. So, um, you know, is is the primary focus on the product itself, 
or the system and, and how it's going to work and have maximum potential. And so, you know, really for me, um, when I look at each individual that comes into my space, uh, my, my focus is to focus on the system. Okay, so when a system is designed or, or generated, the primary focus is the client's needs first. So it's identifying the needs and the objective first and then designing a system around that in order to fully uh, accomplish the goals and objectives. Right, right. And, you know, a lot of us, a lot of the agents here at Paradigm Life, we'll, we'll start that conversation by talking about a mountain climb. Yeah. You know, if you go, and I know we've talked about it a couple times here on the on the podcast and the radio show, if you're going to go and climb Mount Everest, you know, the, making sure you've got the right equipment, making sure you've got the right coat, making sure you've got, you know, all of the product ready is absolutely important and necessary. You have to have that in order to climb to the summit. Yep. But if you don't know exactly how you're going to get up there, and then how you're going to get down this, the mountain. Most efficiently. Most efficiently, you're in trouble. Does that mean you need to have a guide with you that's done it before? Yeah. Does that mean there's a certain route that you need to take? You know, there's, there's, different, there's different aspects of climbing Mount Everest that deal with the actual system itself because the tools and equipment that the climbers are using now are completely different than what they were using 50, 60, 70 years ago. Right. Right? So it's not just the product. The product's important, but how they're actually getting up the mountain and down the mountain is probably more important. Absolutely. And and having a guide and somebody else that's also looking out for your best interest. And again, it comes back to having another set of eyes. Um, You know, we... Oftentimes, as, as human beings, we want to think that we can do everything ourselves. And, and so really, that's where it comes down to uh, employing or, or bringing people into our financial strategy with the different mindsets and with the different perspectives that's going to allow for, for a much broader view. Again, more like a panoramic view versus just your basic, you know, straightforward, you know, box and square. When we sit down with our clients here at Paradigm Life, we want them to make sure they, they feel and understand that it's not just them and them and their agent. Yeah. There's actually a team that goes behind it. I mean, how many times, Jenny, have I walked into your office and said, hey, can we look over this client's information together and make sure that, you know, I'm seeing everything here? Yeah. Yeah, many times, many times, and, and vice versa. Yeah. All over the office. We've got, we, we have to balance off those ideas because there's so many different perspectives. There's so many different ideas out there. And again, it's which system is going to help that person achieve their goals? Which person is going to help them on their financial roadmap as they're trying to reach towards retirement or, or whatever the goal, whatever that goal may be? Right. 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 And, and having, uh, having that in your system. So, you know, coming on as a client here at Paradigm Life, one of the primary benefits is it's not just working with your agent. There's so much more behind the scenes and behind that curtain. You know, it's kind of like if you if you think about a puppet show, um, and, and I'm not saying that what we do is a puppet show, but I'm just saying thinking of it like that. You, you might see what's going on on stage and it looks 
beautiful and it looks so much fun. It's entertaining. It's, it's really cool. But there's so many more people behind the scenes that is making everything happen and is completing the overall objective and being able to uh, have a great experience for, for everybody involved. And so that's why I say I don't think uh, a lot of people really understand the many other people behind what we do here. And that's really where, you know, I like to recognize, you know, everybody else here and that assist me in accomplishing uh, the goals and objectives of my clients and making that happen most efficiently. And, you know, without all those other minds and people, it, it really would be a lot harder. Right. I mean, just talking about this podcast al- alone, right now in this studio, it seems like it's just you and me right. sitting here. Right. But we've got Shane, our tech guy, that's wandering around the studio, too. I mean, there's a lot of back-end support on everything that we do here to make sure that the message is out there but it's also a good and appropriate message. And, you know, I was talking to a client two days ago that uh, he's very successful as a self-employed person doing tax liens. Um, I I don't do tax liens myself, so I don't have a lot of detail on exactly what he does, but he's been able to generate a very good stream of income for him and his family. And when he came on and we uh, came in and we were having our our first sit-down together, he was asking me, saying, you know, Justin, I've, I've watched a lot, of, a lot of your videos online. I've read a lot of information. And what I don't understand is how does what you're doing at Paradigm Life actually fit into what I am doing and I enjoy? Yeah. Well, what I loved about that comment is it fits in perfectly because the system that we create here is not your investment option. Yeah. It's your foundation. You got it. For everything else, everything else you do. And you want to talk a little bit in regards to that? To to the foundation. So, you know, I I, I do talk about that quite a bit and really in in every situation in everything in life um, a, a solid foundation is really what's going to either make or break uh, the objective exactly. and and without a solid foundation um, it, it can really start to come apart and come out from underneath us um, regardless of what what's going on you can apply a, having a solid foundation to many other things in life and I talked about that briefly um, you know a few weeks ago but really uh, understanding how what what size of foundation do we need yeah. to begin with if we if we start with too too small of a foundation and then with a with a big objective uh it might not be quite big enough and and we're going to have to come in and and uh and revamp that to a degree so you know starting somewhere is really i i would say the the best starting place is we've got to start somewhere we got to start with the plans to build the foundation. And then once we understand what is the objective or what we want to do, then we can start saying, okay, now what size of foundation do we need? And so often for, for me, the foundation just isn't seen, right? Mm-hmm. It's there supporting everything going on, but it's just there unseen. It's underground. Exactly per se, but it really is the lifeline and, and is supporting everything else above it. Yeah. 
Yeah, and you know, here at Paradigm Life, one of the one of the objectives, one of the things that we teach our clients is they can create their own cash flow banking system. Mm-hmm. And and the way that they're doing that, the way that they're creating it, it is it's using a traditional whole life policy structured in a certain way. And, and we won't go into details about it right now. We've we've done that on other podcasts, but utilizing that cash flow banking system, they're creating that foundation, that solid foundation. Mm-hmm. for whatever else they want to do. So if a person is an option trader, yeah, great. Let's utilize the cash flow banking system to create that foundation for then a person to go out and do their option trading or their tax liens or their real estate investing or running their, their private medical clinic or chiropractic clinic, whatever it may be. It's this underlying foundation that sets the stage for a person then to go out and do whatever else they want or need to to achieve their rates of return or their objectives that they're they're seeking after. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it also creates a, an accountability right. to themselves, you know, versus uh, just dollars that vanish. It's like, well, yeah, they just vanished. Too bad. Yeah. Versus the the cash flow banking system having that in place creates a, a different way of looking at. What do I want to do? Right. Is this really going to fit into my financial strategy versus, oh, my friend down the street or my neighbor is doing this, so I'm just going to hurry up and do it. And if I lose, well, yeah, that's too bad. I mean, we always obviously want to win, but it really creates an accountability. So the foundation along with the accountability of knowing what's going on uh, is going to make the biggest difference. Yeah, and you know what What worries me right now about the, the financial industry and the way that things are going is that that people aren't building that foundation. Yep. And it's because, again, they don't know what their strategy is. They don't know what the system is that they need to achieve their goals. I mean, I, th- I think back to the days when I was a financial advisor for a large brokerage firm. A client comes in, and I'm talking to him on the phone or in the office or whatever it may be, and and this client may have $500,000 sitting there in a rollover IRA, and they say, what do I do with my money? Well, as a financial advisor... I have this prescribed questionnaire that I ask them. Basically, Mm -hmm. I say, what is your age? When do you plan on retiring? What is your risk tolerance? Maybe a couple other ancillary questions to make them feel good. And then I say, here is the prescribed mutual fund or suite of mutual funds that you need to invest in. Right. And that was it. All my Series 7 licensing, all my financial advising licensing and everything came down to, let me ask you a few questions. A calculation. And here, calculate out what this mutual fund is going to be. And that is scary because that person now worked their entire life to earn that $500,000. And I'm sticking them into some mutual fund that has a lot of volatility in it, that puts a lot of risk onto the person. I mean, that, that's a pretty scary, scary advice to give a person. And part of the reason why I finally just stepped away from it and said, I don't, I don't feel good. I don't feel good about this. Right. So it, it's kind of interesting in, in the, the world that we live in, the financial world that we live in, and the lack of education and true financial planning that exists. Yeah, and, and it comes down to two they may not know what else to do. That's true. That's true. That's the other thing, too, is, you know, obviously they're 
they're emotionally tied to those monies and and seeing the money's just sitting there doing nothing is is a cause for emotional hiccup in and of itself but then thinking well i've got to do something with it because eventually you know inflation is going to eat it up if it just sits there and does relatively nothing so there's there's always the emotion of what can i do but also the the level of panic in there that says well you know if it doesn't turn out then then what and it comes down to like what you just said without having the foundation in place to support those decisions and to support those choices of uh, what is the best best thing for the strategy yeah and in, in regards to the emotional aspect that you're referring to here you know when a person is investing in a mutual fund when a person's investing in whatever they're investing in is it bad are we saying that the stock market's bad are we saying that different types of investments are bad no no, no not necessarily but if you have a plan set in place and you're logical about it and rational about what you're doing then fantastic. Right. But the problem is, we're humans. Mm-hmm. How many, I mean, just take a look at the last recession. How many people in mid-2008 started selling out of their funds, their mutual funds? Right, and getting rid of everything. Trillions of dollars worth of everything was sold out and put into cash money market funds. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it just sat there until when? In the last couple of years, people started yep. saying, oh, the market's back up again. We're at historic highs now on the Dow Jones and the S&P 500. Yeah. People are buying in at a huge, huge premium. And it's, and it's frankly, it's scary. Right. That people aren't seeing that. I mean, if you walk into the grocery store and you see, you see five boxes of Cheerios, and every one of those boxes are the same, except they're listed at different prices. Yeah. People are saying, I just want whichever box is the most expensive. Yeah. Give that one to me. That's the one I want. No, people don't do that. They go, right. what's the cheapest box? If they're all the same, what's right. the cheapest, right? Right. I mean, it, it, but when it comes to finances, all of a sudden, it's kind of the whole concept of Las Vegas. If I can just maybe drop one more quarter in, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe this time it's going to work for me. Mm-hmm. Too much speculation. Yeah, way, way too much. And it comes down to... The emotional side, like you just mentioned, you know, there's there's really two parts to us. We have the emotional side, and then we have a rational side yeah. to to us. And most often, uh, we think that the rational side will be able to control the emotional side. And there was there's a really great metaphor that um, actually was just brought up uh, yesterday. And I had never heard it before, but um, it's the elephant and the writer metaphor. Yeah, yeah that was a good one. Yeah, so the, there's a book uh, written by Dan and Chip Heath uh, that's called Switch, How to Change Things When Change is Hard. But they talk about that concept of the, uh, you know, you have this great big elephant and then you have the writer, right? So which one is in control? Well... <laughs> Looking at a picture of that, it looks like the writer is. Yeah, it appears that the writer is in control. But what happens when the beast is upset or gets spooked or gets scared? Really, truly, who is in control? The elephant. The elephant. The elephant is going to go whatever way it feels is going to keep it safe at that moment. Yeah. And it really... Uh, 
a light went on for me. I mean, I, I definitely understand the emotional beings and the fact that we're emotion, especially being a woman, um, where my emotions are all over the place all the time. Um, and I can have one emotion one minute. And I mean, you've experienced this. You know, I imagine with your with your wife, Justin, um, and it's like, okay, right now I, I love this pair of shoes, but maybe 10 minutes later she might not wear that want to wear that same pair of shoes and you're like whatever they were beautiful why did you, well she's like because I now I no longer feel beautiful in those shoes and, and that's really how emotions work emotions are what guides the next thought which is what then guides the next action so really in reality if, if we can learn how to have them work together the emotion first of all recognize mm-hmm. the emotion it's not going to get out of control so recognize and acknowledge it. What is coming up? Okay, this is what I. This is what's coming up for me now. So the recognition and the acknowledgement of the emotion is first going to help satisfy that. The moment that we stuff those away and say, "Nope, my rational side is in charge," and it might be a solution temporarily but those emotions are going to come back and they're going to come back even bigger and scarier and really take over the entire situation so you know like you said we as human beings we are emotional human beings right and when we can recognize that and have respect for one having respect for the other then that's really where we're going to achieve our objectives yeah yeah and you have to keep yourself in balance i mean we don't both of us have kids here, yeah. and I think a lot of our listeners do too, or they understand this. Kids have meltdowns sometimes. Mm-hmm. But as a parent or as the person in charge of that child at the time, when that meltdown is occurring, there are different ways to react to that child at different times. If it's after 5.30 at night, if you're in the middle of witching hour with your kids and they're having a meltdown, trying to reason with them and trying to discipline off of that. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. They're they're sleep deprived at that time. They're hungry. They're tired. You know, that right then is not the appropriate time. Their emotions are a lot stronger than any rationale. Mm -hmm. Well, as (laughs) grown-ups... We're just big kids. We're just big kids, and we do the same thing. If I am seeing my 401k tumbling, if I'm seeing my real estate investments tumbling. You're tired and you're hungry. We're tired, we're hungry, we're frustrated, we're scared. You know, naturally we want to say, I just, I don't want this fear in my life anymore. Just get me out of it. Mm -hmm. Instead of removing yourself emotionally and saying, no, I've got to be rational about this. Right now may be the time when I need to just hold. Or actually buy into something. Yeah. Or do something different that's completely contrary to what the inside of us is saying to do. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah, because but beneath that emotion is really some rationale. Yeah. That is just really wanting to be heard and wanting to be recognized. And, and if we can get past the big flare-up, then, like you said, then maybe we can make a choice that's going to really serve us. Yeah. long term and also allow us to be able to say okay why did I allow myself to get to this point first why did I not take some action before that and allow myself some breaks along the way or some rest or to eat stop you know we, th- we think that we're just invincible and we can just continue to run and run and run well we're not machines even though we try to operate that way yeah and that really what 
sets us apart from actual tools where actually we are a system. Yeah. As human beings, we are a system of many, many tools put together. Yeah, and I think that's one of the, the benefits of having a, an agent or financial advisor, someone on your team, on your personal team, that's helping and assisting you with your finances. Mm-hmm. Because they're, they're one step disconnected. Right. It's not their personal money, per se, so they're able to look at everything logically. Not to say that they don't care, because absolutely they do care. Absolutely. But they can remove the emotion that's tied to that dollar bill. Yeah. That may be ripped in half. Yeah. So I, I think it's good to have that perspective and have that team in place to, to help you along the way with your roadmap. Um, I, I, want, I want to transition this conversation a little bit into, you know, more along the lines of the systems and some of the things that we do here at Paradigm Life. When we're talking about different aspects of, of, your, financial, of your financial planning or more your roadmap mm-hmm. to achieving your financial goals, a lot of times when you're looking at your financial goals, the percentage or the aspect that we're always looking at is what is the rate of return? Yeah. How much rate of return can I get? Where am I going to achieve that? If I'm going to achieve my goals, I've got to get 20% rate of return. How am I going to do that? Yeah. Well, I think we need to take a step back and say, uh, you know what? There's a lot of other levers. There's a lot of other things that we can do and pull on with our own personal finances that will actually probably make a larger benefit later down the road to the point where we have a lot of people that, you know, are looking for that next job to get that $10,000 raise, whatever it may be. Well, you know what? It may not be looking for the next job right. to be the most beneficial thing for you as far as your finances go. We want to help a person really achieve whatever their maximum potential is yeah. with their finances. And that's one, of the, well, that's one of the major concepts that we talked about down at Truth Concepts down in Houston a couple weeks ago. Really helping, helping our clients and ourselves achieve that maximum potential. And again, it's not just the rate of return, and it's not just how much income do I produce a year. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so overall recognition of our value and our contribution mm-hmm. as a person. What are we capable of over a long period of time? And I, don't, I feel that a lot of people don't sit down and recognize that. So recognition of the value first is what really opens up many people's eyes, and it's like, oh... I had no idea I was worth that much. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's amazing, you know. If you really just take a person's income and multiply it by, you know, 30 years or 20 years or however long they have until their supposed retirement date, that's a lot of income that a person generates. Sure is. And where where is that money? Because a person making $100,000 can still look at their bank account and go, where did that money go? Yeah. I, I, I don't know where it went. Well, I think that's when we really need to dive into it and say, okay, well, yeah, budgeting is a huge aspect of what you need to do. You've got to cut back on some of the, you know, extra stuff out there that maybe isn't necessary. Maybe I'm not going to go out to eat quite as much or at the fancy restaurant or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. But there's actually different levers that we can pull that will have a greater effect. Right. Just to mention a few of those, let's talk about those. One of one of the, the statistics or things that caught me off guard is one of our first aspects, and that is um, our debt service. Yeah. 
as American families, studies show that the average American family, 34% of their income goes to debt service. Amazing. Crazy. And, and I know we all want to say, oh, yeah, all of them that's paying that 34%. But let's turn the tables a little bit here and say, that's the average number. Where am I actually in that? Yeah. You know, I, I have a home mortgage. I maybe float a credit card every once in a while, maybe a car loan, maybe I finance my kids' braces. You know, there's a lot of extra debt servicing or interest or fees that we're paying with all that that we just don't really understand or realize that we're paying that. Or recognize the overall depletion to our maximum value. Yeah, because when you look at the potential that a person can achieve by reducing that debt servicing and getting a rate of return or some type of a earnings on that money spread over 30 years, it's huge. Yeah. It's huge. So I think the first thing would be to say, you know, look at where your debt service is. Look to see where your liabilities rest. Is there anything that you can do to reduce those liabilities and to reduce the amount of debt servicing you're paying? For example, Brad, Brad Randall in our office here, um, his oldest and my oldest kid are the same age. They're both seven years old. And, and his daughter uh, was going into dance lessons. And he could pay, you know, just monthly like everyone else does, just monthly payments. And instead of doing that, and I know it's not quite debt, but it's a, it's a, it's a payment, so there's a cost associated with sure. it. Mm-hmm. Instead, he went to the, the dance instructor and said, hey, if I just pay you up front for the entire year, Will, will you reduce my payments by one month? Mm-hmm. She said, sure. Absolutely. Why wouldn't she do that? She's going to get all of that cash up front, and she doesn't have to worry about maybe a person being late or not paying at all. Yeah, or, or canceling or stopping. Right. Yep. So to Brad, the cost of money is more for him now. Yep. He was able to save that amount of money. You know, that, in essence, we can look at that as a forward-going debt service. Yeah. Right? He yep. has to make those monthly payments, that monthly expense, but now he's been able to reduce that down. So that, that's one of the levers that, that we need to start looking at to see if we can reduce. Because 34%, that's a huge chunk of our income that's coming in. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Massive. Yeah. You know, the next one, um, and probably one of the most important things that we need to be looking at and talking about is our taxes. Yeah. We pay taxes in so many different ways. We have our federal tax, state tax. Some people have local tax, sales tax, uh, gift taxing. I mean, the, the list just goes on and on and on of different types of taxes that are out there and the taxes that we're paying. You know, just looking at averages, it's typically around 40%. Total, after once everything's paid. Right. And, and most people, when that number is used, say... No way. There's no way I fit into that category. But you start to break it down between every purchase that is made and just all of the little things here and there. It can really make a massive impact. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, if you look, this is one interesting thing that we, we did while we were in Houston at the seminar. We, we took a look at uh, the tax charts over the last hundred years since the IRS started in 1913 the income, federal income tax charts. Right. 
and we said, where were the percentages of what were the, the max and the averages of what people were paying in taxes? Mm-hmm. Right now, we want, to be, we want to say that we were paying very high taxes. We feel like we're paying high taxes. But in reality... Are we? Are we? No. No. Mm-mm. We are a bargain right now with our tax rates. You know, this day and age, it's a little different because we don't have as many deductions as people could take 30, 40 years ago. Right. But we're not paying 50, 60, 70. It even got up to 90% tax rates at one point in time. Our maximum tax rate is 40% right now or somewhere right around there. Yeah. We're at a bargain, at a bargain right now. Yeah, effectively, they're on sale. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They are on sale. But then when you look at our, nas- our national debt, yeah. when you look at what's going in our economy, we've got, eight, what, about $18 trillion in debt? Yeah. And you look at where our tax rates are. I mean, I don't, I don't have a crystal ball, and I'm definitely not Congress. Right. But writing's on the wall that something needs to change if we're going to balance things out here a little bit. Absolutely. It's imperative. Yeah. So if we want to, if we really want to be looking at maximizing our, the potential of our finances, we need to do everything that we can not to skirt around taxes. Oh, yeah. But to take advantage of the tax code that we have in place. Because the tax code is written to teach us different ways that we can reduce our taxes down. Yeah, and it just because you know being cognitive of of what options are available and being aware and talking to different people. Yeah. But what they're doing. Find out. Find out what's going on. If if you're just using TurboTax to do your taxes, you know maybe you're getting your tax return. Maybe things look great, and maybe your taxes are super easy. But maybe paying someone a couple hundred dollars that really understands what's going on over the long run. They're going to actually save you thousands, tens of thousands of dollars in the long run by helping you properly plan your taxes now. Mm-hmm. But here at Paradigm Life, we're not tax advisors, nor do we want to be tax advisors. But if you need some ideas of people that you can talk to, please call us, talk to us, ask us who do we use personally, ask us who do our clients use that are good. Right. We're happy to help point you in the right directions because there's a lot of tax advisors out there, but like anything else, you've got to make sure you've got the right one and you've got the right person on your team. Yeah, one that's going to understand uh, your goals and objectives and and not only that, but really your immediate and future needs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, just just in, in closing here, you know, let, let, let me just mention a few of the other levers that you can be looking at. Um that were mentioned in our training down there, your lifestyle, you know, how, how are you living your life? What are your different interests? Not to say that you need to cut out hobbies. Right. But making sure that you're doing it in a way that's most financially sound for you. Looking for the best way to go about doing that. Um, gifts. Uh, how much savings you're actually putting away. Just kind of the round number that people use is 10%. I need to put 10% away of my savings for retirement. Of my income, yeah. Of my income, excuse me, for retirement. Thank you. Is that truly enough money in most cases? No. Not even close. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it won't even touch it. Yeah. So so it's making sure that we're, that we're not only just looking for the right place to be putting your money but you're looking at the entire system that goes with it, that you're looking at the different levers that you can pull on 
to maximize that financial potential that you do have because really it's going to always come back to what are your financial goals and objectives. What do you actually want to accomplish? How can you get there? What are the systems that you need in place? Yep. And how can you re- how can you remove all the emotion from it too? Yeah, and you know, I mean thinking about, you know, removing emotions it is not so much the the key as recognizing. You know, I th- I think oftentimes, you know, we think of uh the fact that we think we can actually remove the emotion, but in reality we can't, but just simply recognizing and having respect for the emotion yeah. is really what that is and I mean at least that's my perspective on it personally is it just comes down to understanding that we do have them and they do get to be recognized and and and, and acknowledged and when we're doing that then the logical side of us can really do the job that it was intended to do for us in the first place which is be able to recognize the big picture so you know the emotional is typically what's going on right now so it's the immediate right now needs to be satisfied but as you said, either not so much dismiss the emotion, but recognize it, then we can actually put our view on the big picture and the rational side and uh, be able to see our future versus that always just being in the horizon, something that we never achieve. Um, and I, and I, I feel like that's a lot of the times what gets people discouraged is the horizon, Um mindset and if, if you drive towards a horizon you're just going to continue to have more horizon yeah. right versus stopping and recognizing wow look how amazing this is i was here this many years ago and i'm now here okay this is this is cool i was able to uh maybe change this little system i was able to tweak this and recognize us for the value that we are and having that individual recognition of value is for me one of the primary keys, I feel at least, um, and stopping along the way and going, okay, I, this is where I was and this is where I'm headed right. and this is where I've been. That's, that's huge. Yeah, yeah. You know, here at Paradigm Life, what we're going to be doing is we want to help you increase your earnings, increase your financial potential while minimizing the amount of risk that you have to take with all of that. Minimizing the amount of emotion that has to go into everything with all of this. Um, you know, just in closing here, I want to thank you all for joining us here on the podcast. I'm Justin Martin and Jenny Steed's in the office here with, or in the studio with us. If you have questions for us in regards to what we've talked about today, visit us on, on paradigmlife.net. You can also email us I, I guess our generic email here would be info at paradigmlife.net. So mm-hmm. email us with any questions. Um, but, but thanks for joining in again. Uh, jump on again to Cashflow Wealth Summit and download some of the, the videos from our, our recent summit there. And we look forward to meeting with you again next Wednesday. Yeah, and thank you. Have a great day.